0: On this show, we will discuss elements of the story, which may also include some spoilers. So this is your official spoiler alert. It's okay if you haven't read the book, but if you're looking to avoid having it spoiled, go back, read the book, and then come on back and listen to our conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Not Your Average Book Report, a podcast about children's books where we believe in never losing the childlike joy of reading. My name is Sam and I have bad allergies and I like reading books. And today I'm joined by my sister-in-law, my co-host, Sarah, a former high school English teacher with two kids who reads 85 books a year. Sarah, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Sam. I'm glad to be here.
0: Mm -hmm. It's been a while. It's been
1: a little while. You've been out you
0: know. Gallivanting all over the United Kingdom on a little delayed honeymoon with my wife.
1: Oh, the United Kingdom, hey? Eh?
0: That's right.
1: That's right. Oh, eh. the United Kingdom, eh? <laughs> uh, well, if that's not maybe a little um, teaser for little an announcement teaser. later.
0: A little appetite wearer. <laughs> <laughs> that, right,
1: we have I'm gone off the rails un- people um, well, gone off the rails
0: speaking of when i was in the united kingdom i was going ooh ooh and ah ah all over the place at the beautiful sights and today we're doing a story about a gorilla ooh, uh, uh, uh. okay Anyway, it was a stretch <laughs> we are doing the one and only ivan by Catherine applegate published in 2012 it won the newbery medal the following year which was Catherine Applegate's first. Did you know that she also wrote the Animorphs series? No, Did I don't even know, know what Animorphs that is. Series?
1: I don't know. what that is. I never is.
0: actually read them, but I remember being like, oh, those books wasn't really my thing.
1: I've literally... we had them at my house. Animorphs.
0: Animorphs is about kids who turn into animals that they touch, like
1: the Power Rangers.
0: Kind of, yeah, but like a person, like the the main character would like go and touch a bobcat and turn into a bobcat.
1: Why were they so close to bobcats?
0: I. Bobcat was just the first animal that came to my mind. I didn't actually. Why were they so close to all
1: these animals that they turned into? I don't know. I didn't read those books. Have to ask Catherine. Sounds weird. Anyway, she's thing for for animals.
0: (laughs) She does. Um, Did you know that Ivan was based on a real gorilla? I didn't know that. Ivan was a real gorilla who was captured as an infant in the Democratic Republic of Congo, raised in a home and lived in a shopping center in Tacoma Washington until an animal welfare group raised the money to buy him and move him to a zoo and he really did paint and would sign his paintings with a thumbprint
1: I'm kind of shocked mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking about when I read this book and I mean it's already diving in but when he like remembered his life yeah I was like, that's so weird. Yeah. And then that's real.
0: He really did have an infant sister that died in transit as well. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: man.
0: Yeah. Did you know that as a kid, she hated reading?
1: I didn't know that. Why would she hate reading?
0: I don't know. She Reading's said she just delightful. Didn't get, I know. But she said a book changed her life. She says, she'll tell this to kids now. There's a book out there that's like your best friend. And when you find it, it will change your life. And that book for her was Charlotte's Web.
1: We Mm -hmm. literally were talking about Charlotte's Web Mm -hmm. right before this. Maybe we can talk about that.
0: And we've talked about it on a previous
1: podcast. Oh, yeah. That too. Episode
0: number one. Number one. Go back
1: into the archives, people. Mm -hmm. Way back.
0: Yep. I feel like that episode, listening to it now, I'm like, we had no clue what we were doing. We still don't know what we're doing. Well,
1: honestly, I'm like, what did we talk about? i know i mean obviously there's so much to talk about Charlotte's but up, right was now i'm like it was... wait that was a long time ago it was a long time ago that's amazing
0: 10 episodes ago
1: what is this number 10 number 10 <gasps> big timing like
0: usually you don't celebrate till you get to 100 but
1: i'm celebrating 10 that feels like a big accomplishment yeah way to go us
0: did you know this was also made into a film released in 2020 starring brian cranston as max sam rockwell as ivan Angelina Jolie as Stella and Danny DeVito as Bob. I had no idea. It did not get a theatrical release because of COVID mm. and was just released on Disney Plus, where it is now. And you can watch
1: Interesting. it. Interesting. Here's the thing Hit me. I don't love Angelina Jolie. Okay. Ever since Fair. she stole Brad Pitt from Jennifer Aniston, mm. kind of not her biggest fan, but if she's just a voiceover, I might be able to. I don't know.
0: She, I don't love her voice. She's kind of awful. Yeah. I don't know, her voice... Don't
1: at me, people. She is awful.
0: I don't know if she really feels like a... Like, Stella feels like this very motherly...
1: Like, approachable.
0: And approachable. Angelina Jolie's voice is kind of like... She plays Maleficent. But
1: Angelina Jolie also has, like, 14 kids.
0: I'm saying, though, to me, Angelina Jolie was well cast as, like, Maleficent. Yes. As, like, a villain. Because her voice is like... I am... That's not enjoying joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a murderer. I'm a murderer. I'm a tomb raider. Anyways. Oh, she was a tomb raider, wasn't she? She was. I've never even seen those movies. Me so either. Not sure why I brought that up. Well, let's dive into the story here. The one and only Ivan is a story told by Ivan, who is a silverback gorilla who lives a comfortable life in a shopping mall with his friends Stella the Elephant and Bob the stray dog. What about Ivan? What was your feelings on him?
1: Um I liked Ivan. I won't lie. I love gorillas mm-hmm. just in general. Have you been to the Animal Kingdom? In, yes, okay. When you get off the safari, this is so whatever, but it's my experience with gorillas. When you get off the safari ride at mm-hmm. the Animal Kingdom, you can go on the Gorilla Walk, Grill Trek, this or something at Disney animal Park and Disney Yes, World, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Excuse me. And before we had children, so however long ago, Nat and I went to Disney World and we stood and we watched the gorillas for like an hour and i do not <laughs> lie one of the gorillas pounded his chest mm. and it was probably the most exciting thing i've ever seen at an animal mm. exhibit i don't really remember what he was why he did it but he pounded his chest and so ever since then like in this book with mm. ivan i'm like i've seen that i've heard that it's amazing
0: what was So enthralling about them that you sit there for an hour to watch them.
1: Well, I—it's always been a thing for me. But like the way they walk and the way Mm -hmm. they interact, and they like to play, and they're kind of funny. Yeah. But then also they're huge, and like especially the silverback gorillas—they're humongous. Like the male gorillas, huge, and you just think like, what would happen if they got in a fight? But I love watching gorillas. Every zoo.
0: When it pounded its chest, like he describes this in this book, it's like a... It's so loud. A mic drop Yes,
1: it is. Everybody just stopped and stared. I remember it very clearly. It was so cool. That is awesome. Yes.
0: When we meet Ivan, he's kind of just content Mm -hmm. in his life in a box here in a shopping mall. Uh, He watches TV. He makes artwork. He never really questions life outside of the walls. And he talks about how he has no memories of his childhood. Even though Stella apparently remembers everything, which that is, elephants do have memories. Yes, oh, yes, um, love an That's elephant. another fact that she yes. works into the stories. Is like she knows these animals. Elephants very are well. so
1: fascinating. Mm. If you ever, I read a fiction book um, by Jody Pickolt. It was about elephants. Mm. Um, one of the characters was like working on an elephant reserve in Africa. They talk about elephants mm-hmm. feeling grief. And so ever since then, I've been obsessed with elephants because not that they're grieving, but because they feel so much and they remember things and it's amazing.
0: They're my wife's favorite animal.
1: They're my favorite animal, but I'm not your wife.
0: (laughs) Hey, everybody. Sam here with a few announcements and a couple shout outs to give. Our first shout out is going to the entire city of Panama City, Florida. Yep, Panama City, Florida, down there on the Gulf Coast. Beautiful, beautiful city. Hope you're enjoying some sunshine, some waves, maybe listening to the podcast on the beach. That sounds like a dream. So a big shout-out to Panama City, Florida. Also want to give a shout-out to our friends Isaac and Tim. Isaac and Tim both left some really kind reviews on our Apple Podcast page, which we loved hearing from them. Isaac and Tim, you two are some of the best in the world, and we love you. So, thank you so much. If you want to get a shout out, the easiest way to do that is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's really helpful for us. It helps get the word out about the podcast, and we get to hear from you, which we love so much. Also, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at NYA Book Report. That's NYA Book Report. No capitals, no spaces. There you can find all sorts of content from us, different announcements about new books new episodes out, and also just some fun stuff we're doing over there. Like the giveaway we're doing, which is still going on right now, by the way. You can enter. By the time you hear this, we will have another contest post up on the site with instructions for how to enter. Just a reminder, we are giving away the first five books that we've reviewed on this show. So we're super excited to share those with you all. Enter the contest, follow us on Instagram, leave us a review. That's all for me. Now back to the show.
1: One of the things that really resonated with me. I just liked Julia, the little girl. Yeah. Um her dad was George. Yeah. The uh, what? The janitor. The janitor. Yeah, I was going to call him the caretaker, but um that's he not right. He also does take care he of her. He takes the care. Way, like, yeah. I um and- I felt like Julia was very realistic to me mm-hmm. just as a kid who she saw what was going on she trusted her dad mm-hmm. but she still saw what was going on and was like i don't love this she loved ivan um and i just thought that was sweet like yeah. i just liked her and at the end i liked her it was just when she came to see him that was a yeah. really sweet moment
0: would you, was she kind of Fern adjacent a little bit, the Charlotte's Web yes. character? Yes,
1: yes. And that's something, um, maybe that's why I liked her so much. Yeah. Just a likable character. Just a little,
0: right. little girl. Well, she's a little different from Fern in that we get, Charlotte's Web is almost a story about Fern growing up. Right. In like a sad way, whereas Julia, she's like what I would say Fern was at the beginning of Charlotte's yes. Web. Yes, I think that's to great. She likes hang out with the animals, she likes talking to them. Um, And it's even interesting that I think one of the main themes of this book is how do we as humans treat animals? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with some of the ways that gorillas specifically are treated, elephants, especially ones in captivity. And I think if there's a character that the author says, this is the way we ought to treat animals, Mm -hmm. it's Julia, yeah, the kid. It's this childlike wonder almost like treats them like people as if they were people and talks to them and loves on them. And even that it's Julia who gets the ball rolling on saving her. Right.
1: I think you made a good point about um, the difference between Fern and Julia as well is that in Charlotte's Web, the story I think was almost equal parts Fern, Wilbur, and Charlotte's kind of, but yeah, for sure. this story is Ivan's. Yeah. It's not Julia's. She is secondary, for yeah. sure.
0: She kind of comes in and out. She shows up. Um, which is one of the things that I found where I think kids will enjoy this book more than me. Um I enjoyed this book. I did, but as a 30-year-old, it was harder for me to get invested in mm-hmm. a gorilla the way I think a kid will yeah does that make sense it definitely does whereas like for me I kind of read books with this adult mind right of what's resonating with me what's really speaking to the human condition whereas mm-hmm. Ivan's a gorilla yeah and he lives like a gorilla yep and he sees the world through the lens of a gorilla and I think kids will love that yes because it's way easier for a kid to think about I'm a monkey right Or I'm a gorilla this but is funny yeah, yeah, exactly. And there are moments that it's really funny of seeing the, like, the way uh, Ivan describes humans right. as sweaty well, kids chimpanzees. Have,
1: yeah, and kids have the <laughs> imagination, too. I wonder, and I kind of remembered as a kid going to the zoo and wondering, what do those animals think as mm-hmm. we're walking by? And it kind of gives that an answer to that question of, what does that gorilla think as he stands there and sees all these people looking at him? Right. Like, what's he doing in there?
0: This book's structured, interestingly, because yeah. it's not really chapters, it's almost Segments. Like, uh, yeah, like journal entries mm-hmm. in a way, each with a title, and a lot of white space on the page, yes. which is another thing the author said. She's a slow reader, so she liked setting it up this way. That's
1: um, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you told me that, because one of the things when you said a kid would definitely enjoy this is that it was a fast read, and I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a fast reader in general, but the way, you know, minor flex.
0: It's been a few episodes since we've talked about your speed It's reading, true. It's so. true. I
1: haven't flexed on people in a little while. But in general, <laughs> this would be for an a new reader, for a young reader, a really good book because of just the structure. If you look at the pages, mm-hmm. the actual sentences and paragraphs are blocked differently than in other books so yeah. that um you're not reading quite as many words on a page but you still but you don't feel like you're only reading like 10 words right you can finish chapters or however quickly um and that was something i thought was really interesting and maybe kind of reflected ivan's thoughts too right. because he's not a human so he's not thinking i yeah. don't really know how we think but mm-hmm. it felt blockier Right. Which I can imagine a gorilla would think.
0: This is an example of kind of how this book is written. The page title is Imagination, and it says, Someday I hope I can draw the way Julia draws, imagining worlds that don't yet exist. Mm. I know what most humans think. They think gorillas don't have imaginations. They think we don't remember our pasts or ponder our futures. Come to think of it, I suppose they have a point. Mostly I think about what is, not what could be. I've learned not to get my hopes up. mm and this is Ivan when he's living, I mean, he calls it his domain, but really mm-hmm. it's a cage. He's yes. in this tiny little room, that has a painted jungle that's not even real. Um, and I think that was the part that resonated the most with me, mm-hmm. of thinking what could be, because there's another, she opens with this quote from George Eliot that says, it's never too late to be what you might have been. Um, and I think that's that's Ivan's story mm-hmm. in this, is that, he was raised in captivity because he was taken as an infant. He never got to be a real silverback. Mm-hmm. Um, and this story is about him. He was 27 years old when he finally got moved to the zoo in it. And it was about him becoming a real silver. And it right. was always in him.
1: Right. What was your favorite part? That's a question mm. that I like to ask my kids about things. And yeah. I kind of thought, what's your favorite part of this book?
0: Probably... There's not a specific part, but just the, the conversations between Bob and Ivan. Mm -hmm. They're, they're just really fun. They both feel like they have their own distinct personalities. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think with animal books, sometimes the animals can get kind of bland and flat and these both feel, feel like, like Bob has his way of seeing the world, his way of speaking and Ivan has his own. Yeah. Um. And they they just have a very fun relationship. Yeah, that is so much just through their conversations yeah. with each other.
1: What's funny is my favorite part isn't actually like story esque or mm-hmm. like imagination. I loved when they brought the boxes to put mm. Ivan and Ruby in, and how they were slowly training them to go in there and mm-hmm. like bribing them with treats and stuff. And I maybe. Maybe what I liked about this book, too, is my interest in animal training. Not that I have a trained animal. If you've ever met my dog, you know she's not trained. But um, (laughs) the greater training of like, not domesticated, but animals in zoos and things Mm -hmm. like that. That um, clip training that they were talking about. And just how their goal was that Ruby would touch the box. Ruby mm-hmm. would sniff around in it for a second. And then Ivan one day was like, I have to get in the box. I have to go in there. Yeah, And that was something I just, I love that. I, there's a, um, a documentary on Disney plus again with a Disney world plug, mm-hmm. but it was, it's about the animal kingdom and how they take care of their animals and how they train them so that they can care for them. And they were training a giraffe, on how to lift her leg so they could check her hoof. Mm. And it was so interesting. And so when I read that part, I was like, these people.
0: Yeah. Fascinating. What about for you, when you think about how the humans in this book, mm-hmm. how they're portrayed, about like mm-hmm. Mac and George and Julie? You already mentioned oh, Julia, yeah. but, but Mac, like Mac specifically.
1: So Mac, he does have redeeming qualities.
0: I loved that. At the end, when
1: he comes in, to mm-hmm. say goodbye to Ivan. And he shows him the picture. And just said like I'll miss you Ivan. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a redemptive moment. Where people aren't all one thing. They aren't right. all bad. He's not to- just a jerk yeah, they're animal. They're in a the front seat of a
0: convertible. They're in a front seat of convertible. Ivan's yeah. wearing a baseball cap and eating an ice cream
1: mm-hmm. And I think um, Mac also shows... A side of people that um, can be forgotten because we get so obsessed with the bad things. but yeah. Mac was also in a lot of debt, we can assume yeah. he was deep into some his life. yeah. I mean, I don't think Mac probably thought his life would end up what it was where he's scrounging together right you know and he his wife left him right. so many years ago. you know, deep sadness. So people aren't right. just all one thing. Right. There's a reason they get there.
0: And that's, that's where I think this book offers a lot mm-hmm. because with kids books, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, this was the conversation Nat and I had about Redwall Red Redwall. Mm-hmm. Red it's good guys are good guys. Bad guys are bad guys. Yeah. And Brian Jakes wrote it that way Yeah. and was very staunch about right. his view that good guys should be good and bad should be bad, especially in kids stories. So they don't have to figure it out. Right. But here's a book where it's the opposite. Right. Of you definitely have your good guys. Like, the animals you're cheering for them, but then there's the humans, mm-hmm. especially Mac who he's bad. He's right. hurting Ruby. He's using I mean, for one. He owns these animals and right. keeps them in very poor conditions, yes. but also he uses this claw stick to basically force Ruby yes. to perform. Yet At the same time, we see these redeeming moments with him where you see that he cares mm-hmm. about them in ways. And I, I don't yeah. know. I just thought that was interesting where he, he's kind of a blurry gray figure. Yeah. I mean, he he very much leans towards the bad side. It doesn't redeem him in any shape or form, but it offers these little hints of yes. But he still has a heart, and I thought that was that'd be an interesting conversation to have with kids. Yeah, Um, I'm not sure quite how I'd frame it to them, but
1: well, it can connect with kids on a lot of different levels because you think about in a classroom, there's always a bully, and why is that kid like that? Are they hungry? Yeah. Do they have a parent at home who bullies them? Do they mm-hmm. have? Are they worried about where they're going to sleep that night? You but know, even like
0: confusing moments where there's a kid you know as a bully, right? Yeah. And then he does something kind. Yeah, and you, and like you start to realize, like, oh, he's not all he's bad. He's not
1: all that bad. Well, and even for kind kids, I mean, I count my children as who do kind. things. They yeah. do some jerk things sometimes, and to say, yeah, are you bad because you did one? bad thing right are you bad because you did a lot of bad things and um one thing that we try with try to say to our kids instead of saying so-and-so is bad we say so-and-so did something bad Mm. because you don't really want to define someone as bad you don't know when we all just do or mean or whatever you can say so-and-so did something really mean but i try not to say so-and-so is mean
0: right and that's where i think mac becomes this cautionary Mm -hmm. tale in the sense of like he did a lot of mean things piled on. I think there becomes this point where the mean starts to stay and the good becomes less and less. Um, But that's not really what this book's about. It's about Ivan and I, what was your take on the ending? When he gets to the zoo, we get these scenes where he's, like he knows inside he's a gorilla and he Mm -hmm. knows all these things, but when he encounters real gorillas for the first time, he's super hesitant. Yeah.
1: Um, I have a couple of thoughts about that. One, the animal trainer interest in me loved knowing how they bring gorillas back. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to guess this is based off of like truth that she researched if they were to bring a gorilla from one area and try and bring them Mm. into a new group of gorillas. What does it look like? How do they actually do that? But then I also think about Ivan, you said um, he knows that he's a silverback, like right. deep in him. And it's one of those things like figuring out who you are deep in the core. Mm-hmm. But then also like a sense of belonging, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something I pulled at the end was one thing I liked about Bob is Bob belonged in a lot of places. He yeah. found belonging, found belonging with Ivan. He found belonging with Julia. He also found belonging, not being, not belonging to anybody. Yeah. Um, Whereas Ivan found great belonging once he realized, "Oh, I am a silverback." So that was something
0: I liked. What did you like about that?
1: I, uh, well, I liked Bob and his belonging in a lot of places because it can show that like you don't have to be exactly the same as the place you're in like Bob was the only dog right in the story right yeah he yeah. was the only dog yet he still found his place and I think for kids sometimes they may be the only one you can still find your place and you can yeah. still be you he definitely was still Bob right although he was in a lot of different places but then I also like that Ivan um, found belonging once he figured out that he, who he was like yeah That was really, it. I think, um, he had to remember exactly who he is at the core.
0: And it's that remembering, I think, Mm -hmm. that becomes a key part of the story. I think this is where Ivan probably resonates the most as human, Mm -hmm. in that he has these memories that he's repressed. Yeah. And he won't access it, because he tells, Stella remembers her whole life, he talks about that, he's like, I don't remember anything about being a gorilla. And he does, he just has, willingly. Right forgotten them and once stella unfortunately passes away it's a really sad scene uh and ruby's left alone um ivan promises stella he'll take care of her and to get ruby to calm down she asks ivan to tell her stories mm-hmm. and ivan says i don't remember anything i can't tell any stories but then he starts to recall his life in the jungle yeah. and he tells these stories and um, through telling these stories to Ruby, he starts to really confront what happened to him. Um, and I, I don't know if this the book really plays this out, but there is this idea that we have to confront our memories, mm-hmm. both the good and the bad, because they make us who we are. Right. He has to remember who he is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he also has to reckon with what's happened to him. Right. For good or for bad. Right. And that's the path to him being able to to connect with the gorillas again, right. to become what he was meant to be. Yeah, uh, and I think that I don't know if I would call it the beating heart of the book. I think right, the beating heart of the book is how we love and care for animals. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the part that resonates most with me.
1: Yeah, and that's something again I love about kids' books is yes, there's always something teachable in it mm-hmm. in kids' books. Like yeah. even if it surface level is take care of animals. Mm -hmm. Love them. Don't hurt them. Right. There's still so much more. And the conversation can look different. It can look different depending on the kid you're talking to, depending on the life experience. Because there may Mm -hmm. be some children who have no connection to trauma. You know, like Ivan, that's trauma. But you may have a kid who connects with Ivan because he had trauma. And you can say, like, "You you can get past the trauma.
0: Right. Uh, the author, Catherine Applegate, she talks about how she thought Charlotte's web was written for her. Yeah. And she tells people it's written for me. Yeah. And I love that she emphasizes having these books that feel like they are written for you. Right. And they are your favorites. And we all have those books, but also reading books that are written for other people Mm -hmm. and seeing the world through their eyes. And I love that. She said that she said books are both mirrors and windows. Yeah. So this was, I enjoyed this one. I, I, I would recommend it. it. Yeah. Especially for if you have a kid who just loves animals or yeah. all things gorillas. Or honestly, if you're going to a zoo soon with gorillas, this That's would right. be a great That's true. Like, if you're going to Disney book, World to the, going to the Animal Kingdom, which we're apparently <laughs> we're marketing, they're not a sponsor. Disney, you, you could can sponsor
1: be. us at any point. Yes. But I would recommend this for a kid who loves animals, mm. a kid who, um, may get frustrated by reading. Yeah. To be honest, sure. I would recommend this to kids who find chapter books to be too long.
0: I remember as a kid, the sense of accomplishment uh-huh. when you put a big book.
1: Right. Now And I read this it. one is definitely big. It's
0: a lot of pages. But it's but achievable.
1: It, Those mm-hmm. short pages, short yeah, chapters. Excellent. Sure. It's a good book. It was a fun one. Yeah.
0: Speaking of fun, the our fun. giveaway is still going on. That's right. We're not gonna announce to the winner this week. We're gonna announce it with our next show. So you still have time to enter. We'll do another contest post, um, and we'll have all the instructions on how to enter on there. We've Mm -hmm. had some good answers so far. We have. Just a reminder, we are giving away the first five books that we reviewed on this show, and those are Charlotte's Web, James and the Giant Peach, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, From the Mixed-Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. That was a good one. That was. And My Father's Dragon. And you can enter on our Instagram nya book report no spaces no capitals go on there all the instructions will be on there we'll do another post for the contest we look forward to hearing who the teachers were that you loved Mm -hmm. uh, and why you loved them well sarah
1: our next book
0: it's time it's time time it's time it's time
1: it's time time we
0: hang out with harry potter harry
1: potter it's the summer of potter we're
0: doing the summer of potter okay we can't do this anymore. no (laughs) you an entire island of <laughs> listeners. We are going to read Harry Potter, and we're going to go all the way through.
1: It's the summer of Potter, baby. Summer,
0: whatever we have to do to finish by... September. Know, September. Mm-hmm. So a Wisconsin to, summer. We may have to double up. Yeah. Like, do a couple shows. I don't know. Whatever we have to we're do. We're going to figure
1: this out, people.
0: If you have never read the Harry Potter series, it's time. This is
1: the summer for Join you. Join us
0: it's summer reading. That's right. We are the cool kids. The
1: best summer reading. Taking
0: books to the beach, reading by the pool, <gasps> just like all the cool kids in elementary and middle school That's and high right. school. me. Because who needs summer break when you can keep reading? And you can right? read
1: the best. The best. It is the best. How many times have you read through the Potter series? I have
0: read through it twice. Oh. I know. I know. And I, I didn't read it for the first time Literally until I was shocked. 21. And it wasn't even because my parents were like, "You can't read it because it's magic." You were
1: a youth; you were too young to read. Grow up
0: with Harry. I didn't grow up with Harry.
1: I I literally, like, thinking of summer reading Harry Potter. I'm like total nerd out, but it's not actually nerdy. It's just awesome. But I have very distinct memories of Potter book releases the summers I was in high school, and it would. Barnes Noble would open at midnight Mm. so we could get our Harry Potter books. And my sister and I, we would split the cost of the book because it was hardback. You know, those are like $30 books. Yeah, for sure. And I would read it in eight hours and then she would get it (laughs) and take three weeks to read it. Shout out, Hannah. How
0: many times have you read the Harry Potter series? Seven.
1: Wow. At least. So
0: this is going to be number eight. At
1: least. I used to read it every Christmas for a while. Then I slowed down. I haven't read it. I would say I haven't read the Potter series in at least three years okay I so probably same for me i'm pumped
0: i was gonna ask you what was your favorite book but we're not gonna do no, that because let's... that is for our next show that's right we'll intro and jump into <gasps> harry potter and the philosopher's stone i mean harry potter and the source cannot stone. wait philosopher's stones for our listeners over there in see the you then people can't wait it's gonna be so exciting